Welcome to the Blue Stocking Baptist Podcast. My name's Hannah. My name's Esther. And today we're going to be covering a second part series on the Mormon Church. Today we're going to be covering the nature of God, who God is, who Jesus is, how the Mormon Church views both uh, the nature of God and the nature of Jesus. So starting out, um, Esther, would you like to give us an overview of some of the major doctrines? So here's just a basic overview of how the Mormons view God and the concept of God. Um, So what they believe, they believe that God himself was once as we are now, and he's an exalted man with a body. They say he has a body as tangible as a man's, and he lives on a near star called Kolob. He was once a child who had a father before him, and his father had a father before him, an eternal progression of gods. He's a member of a council of gods, um, so they, they do believe that there are other gods that do exist. God, to the Mormon, has not always been God. He progressed and became a god on his own planet. Um, so there is a, a plurality of gods, as well as even a... <clears throat> even a heavenly mother in heaven. So a goddess, (laughs) um, those who are are worthy Mormons can even become God or become a God as heavenly father is a God. We're going to focus on a couple of these doctrines, starting with the King Follett discourse. It's a famous sermon by Joseph Smith, which talks about plurality of gods. We'll link it in the show notes. If you'd like to read it, um, fully. So Smith said, quote, God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man and sits enthroned in yonder heaven. That is the great secret. I say, if you were to see him today, you would see him like a man in form like yourselves and all the person image in very form as a man. It is necessary that we should understand the character and being of God and how he came to be so. For I'm going to tell you how God came to be God. We have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. I will refute that idea. I will take away and do away with the veil so that you may see, unquote. So those were a couple of different snippets from the King Fullet discourse. And as Christians, we know that the God that Smith speaks of is not the true and living God. Isaiah 44, 8 and 44, 6 both refute the idea that there is more than one God or that we can become gods. It's important to remember that Mormonism teaches that in the Godhead, there are three separate and distinct personages. In Article of Faith 1.1 states, We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and Doctrines and Covenants, chapter 130, verse 22, teaches that the Father has a body of flesh and bone as tangible as man's, and the Son also, but the Holy Spirit has not a body of flesh and bones, but is a personage of spirit. Were it not so, the Holy Spirit could not dwell in us. Brigham Young, the second president, had also taught that the Father begot all the spirits that ever were or ever will be upon the earth. So the church teaches that Jesus Christ is the first begotten of heavenly father. And it also teaches that Satan is the brother of Jesus. And we are all spiritual offsprings of the father and spiritual brothers of Jesus Christ. In the book of Moses, in that work, um, chapter three, five, it expresses that all things were created spiritually first Mormons do believe in a pre-existence in heaven. Um, this is super important because you'll hear Mormons say all people are children of God. Um, what they mean by that, uh, they're talking about in the most literal sense possible. 
Okay, so this also affects how their family life um, goes because they believe that when they have children, they're giving spirits physical bodies with the opportunity to progress with the potential to become a god themselves. This is typically the reason why LDS families are larger. So we've already covered the biblical nature of God at length in our Trinity episode. So we would really encourage you to go back and listen to that if you're a little bit confused on what the biblical nature of God is. But some Bible verses that directly rebuke these doctrines that the Mormon church espouses um, include Deuteronomy 6, 4, Jude 1, 25, Mark 12, 29, Colossians 2, 9, John 10, 30, John 1, 1, Isaiah 44, 8, Colossians 1, 16, and John 4, 24. There's many others, um, and we do not have time to read all of these because it would take up a lot of time, but we will put all the verses in the show notes so that you can reference them and see what they actually say. It's also important to note that Mormonism teaches polytheism, the belief that there is more than one God. We can see this in both Smith and Brigham's statements. Brigham Young also taught that the father was once a man on another planet who passed the ordeals we're now passing through. He has received and experienced, has suffered and enjoyed and knows all that we know regarding the toils, sufferings, life and death of this mortality. That can be found in Discourses at Brigham Young 22. So what's fascinating about this is that some Mormons are forced to say that they believe it's possible for Heavenly Father to sin in a past life. And we will link a video of Mormons affirming that possibility. The reason is, is because if Heavenly Father was just like us a long time ago and that he progressed to Godhood, just like we have the potential to do, um, that it, we could reason that Heavenly Father once sinned and lived a life as a sinner. This is another serious error as God is holy. Revelations 15.4 states that only God is holy. And Isaiah 6.3 also says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So it's impossible for God to sin because there's no darkness in him. So although I don't believe it's an official taught doctrine, I do know that the implications of believing that Heavenly Father was once as we, we are a man, that it opens up the possibility that he would have sinned just like we sinned. So now we're going to talk about um, the way that they view uh, Jesus Christ under the, the LDS perspective. Um, they view him this way. Um, they believe that, as we kind of already talked about, uh, that he's the literal son of Heavenly Father, um, also called Elohim, and he's got his wife. So Jesus was begotten in the preexistence. Um, so there's, there is a lack of clarity within Mormonism if Heavenly Father had literal sexual relations with his spirit daughter Mary to conceive Jesus, um, to take on, on a mortal body, which it's really a a bizarre belief whenever you look at what historic Orthodox Christianity has believed about the incarnation of Jesus. When you look at the Mormons, the Mormon writings about it is, is pretty scary actually. They also believe that um, Jesus is the brother of all spirits born in heaven in the pre-mortal existence. So that means that um, we're spiritual siblings to Jesus, uh, as well as even the devil being a spirit brother to Jesus. They believe that he's one of three beings in the Godhead. Godhead is what their version of, not really their version of the Trinity, but the way that they view the Father, 
the Son and the, the Holy Spirit, um, they believe that it's three beings, so three separate gods. Something else um, to note about that, um, they also will say with texts like the Father and I are one, when Jesus is talking about the Father, they'll say it's one in purpose, not one in essence. Where Christians will say it's one in essence and one in purpose. Right. So they believe that um, Jesus atoned for sins on the cross and in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, but the atonement is not sufficient to cover all your sins unless you abide by the ordinances of the Mormon church and the laws. Um, so it's kind of a, he did some, you do the rest. And also it's, it's not a, an Orthodox belief that Jesus atoned for sins in the garden of Gethsemane. Um, that's, that's something very unique to Mormonism. Okay, so now we're going to do a comparison of what the Bible teaches about Jesus Christ. Um, we're going to also do pointers to follow along to contrast what is taught in the LDS Church. So the first thing is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but he is not literal flesh and blood of the Father. Jesus has no eternal mother, only a physical mother, Mary, and Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary for the purposes of God in redemptive history. So that counters the, the Mormon belief that there possibly was literal sexual relationship between the father and Mary. Yes, as well as saying that Jesus Christ was the actual son of Heavenly Father in the pre-existence. Well, yes, Jesus Christ did exist before anything was created or ever was. He's eternal. So he never had a beginning like the Mormon church asserts because at one point Jesus was begotten. Um, but if you listen to our Trinity episode, you'll understand a little bit better what we mean by when we say son of God or begotten or that kind of stuff. But the second point is that Jesus is not the spirit brother of Satan or anyone else. He is God. He is completely divine. He is the only true and living God and a member of the Godhead. The way that we understand the Godhead is very different in the Mormon church because like we've already said, the Mormon church believes in three beings. We believe in one being who is God and three persons. So all things were created by him and for him and nothing came into to existence apart from him. That is Jesus Christ. So when the Bible talks about us being children of God, it does not mean literal offspring, but it is referred to our adoption in the kingdom of God meaning we now have the rights to the kingdom because we are heirs. Only believers have the right to become children of God and the language used in scripture is adoption. Esther, do you want to explain a little bit more what that means? Yes. So when someone is born again or regenerate um, and they are granted faith and repentance, they become adopted children of God. It's not that we're all, you know, even some, you know, non-Mormons, like some liberal Christians will say, well, we're all children of God. That's not true because we do see in scripture that there is a kind of an adoption process where unless, unless you, be, you become born again, um, born into adoption into the Lord's kingdom, you're not a child of God. And yeah, like I, was, I agree with everything that Esther's saying. And then also just to remember that we don't have a pre-existence. We are not eternal. 
and we weren't created first as spiritual beings. Um, this is important because it, some errors with Mormonism is because we're all progressing into Godhood, it puts us on the same, same level as Jesus. We're born just like Jesus is, and we progress just like Jesus has all different, like we're following the same path that heavenly father and Jesus have already done. And so there's, it's almost like we're equal with Christ when in reality, we are not equal to Jesus Christ. We are, he created us. So the third point is like I already mentioned before, I kind of got ahead of myself, but again, three persons, one God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. There is not three beings, but one being not three gods, but one God. And Jesus Christ is fully God. The father is fully God. And the Holy spirit is fully God. And scripture is clear that there is only one God. And our Trinity episode deals with this topic at length. I know we just keep referencing back to that. Um, (laughs) This episode's more to show you how Mormonism differs. And if you really do want a robust understanding of the Orthodox belief surrounding the Trinity, listen to our episode. Otherwise, if you know it, this is more of a quick, (laughs) a quick explanation of what, uh, what are some of the things that Mormons teach and believe. Um, the fourth point is that Jesus took our sin and bore on the cross, the full wrath of God for the sin of his people. He was buried and rose from the grave, conquering sin and death. Jesus's atonement on the cross is the perfect sacrifice to cover our sins. And it is by faith His righteousness is imputed to us. We are justified by faith alone. And if we attempt to be saved by works, we will die in our sins. Very good. Which contradicts the the Mormon belief that he really, in the the Mormon ideology, the atonement just made it possible for us to be resurrected. It was just a a step in, in helping us to progress to Godhood. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily like when the, when the Mormon views the cross, it's not, Oh, my sin was paid for. It's Oh, now, now I'm able to rise from the dead versus when the Christian looks at the cross, they see Jesus paid for my sin. Like that is what it accomplished versus the Mormon believes that you still have to continue on and abide by the ordinances and the laws and that you will be saved after, after all you can do. Uh Um, We also want to share a quote by Latter-day Saint prophet Gordon B. Hinckley. He states that the traditional Christ of whom they Christians speak is not of the Christ of, is not the Christ of whom I speak. He said this on June 20th, 1998. It is so common for Mormons to say, I am a Christian. Um, I think we have an article that we're going to share in our show notes by Jared Wilson. I'd read it yesterday talking about how, Mormons came to his door and they said, we're Christians. And he was like, what do you mean? Has any of your doctrine changed? And they were like, well, no, not really. And he's like, so you're not Christians then. And this is really dangerous for Mormons to be claiming to be Christians because they do, they're aggressive at proselytizing. And so when they go to someone's door who doesn't know a lot about Christian church history or um, is just naive to the doctrines of what Protestants believe and a Mormon comes to their door and claims to be Christians, it can cause a lot of confusion. And so just to know, like, in, in 1998, Gordon B. Hinckley has clearly stated that the two Christs are different. And if a Mormon ever tries to tell you, no, 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 we worship the same Jesus. I believe in the same Jesus you do. We both, let's have unity in that because we both love Jesus Christ. I mean, look, it's in, 
our church's name is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We love Jesus. Like we can have unity. Mm -hmm. We can have a relationship. We both love Jesus. Let me tell you about another Testament of Jesus. If you don't, if you're naive to how they view the nature of God in Jesus Christ, you could easily fall into a trap and be led astray just by the language that they're using. Um, yeah. So. It's fairly new um, for the, for the Mormons to say, oh, we worship the same Jesus versus in the church's history. They've had a history of saying, no, we don't. Um, even back to Joseph Smith saying, you know, I'm going to take away the veil about talking about that, about the Trinity where he's like, you've, you know, there's only, there's only one God. And he says, there's many gods. And or something else that we had mentioned in our first episode about the first vision account, when Jesus Christ apparently spoke to Joseph Smith and he said, all their creeds, all their confessions are an abomination. The doctrine of apostasy is foundational to the Mormon belief. And if someone, if someone comes to you and they say, Christian, listen, I'm also me, a Mormon. I'm a Christian too. We both believe in Jesus. You'll, you can ask them, well, do you not believe what Joseph Smith said that all my creeds and confessions are an abomination? Because in reality, that right there shows you that the Jesus Christ that the the two, the Jesus Christ that I serve and the Jesus Christ that Mormons serve is totally different because the Jesus Christ that I serve is written in my creeds and my confessions and throughout all church history has been defined in a specific way by every sect and denomination of Christianity. They all agree on the nature of God and who Jesus Christ is if they are Orthodox. And Joseph was told, don't join any of them. They're all wrong. Methodists, Presbyterians, Baptists, like mm -hmm. he was told they are all corrupted exactly. from the time that Jesus ascended into heaven. There hasn't been a true believer. And so it's, it's impossible for them to claim to be Christians because historically Christianity has very clearly expressed Different. what we believe. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So whenever a Mormon tells you oh, I'm Christian too, you can go back to what the first prophet said. And according to him, no, it's not, it's not the same. He, I mean, I, I believe that, Joseph Smith would be completely appalled that these Christ or these Mormons are saying, oh, we're Christians too, when he was like, no. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it's almost like they're trying to hijack the word and claim it for themselves. Like they're the only true Christians. But in reality, you can't undo 2,000 years of church history just to fit your ideology. Um, yeah. They are the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're not christians so mm -hmm. so this this concludes our um brief explanation on the nature of god the differences between the mormon view and the christian view we want you to remember back to the question at the very beginning can you say with conviction mormons believe in the same jesus and god that you do if mormonism teaches a completely different god than the bible how could it possibly be another testament of jesus christ as joseph smith asserts yeah, so there's there's nothing more frustrating than having a conversation with a, with an LDS who uses Christian language that makes it sound like they're Christian, when in reality the Jesus that they speak of is different than yours. Um, words like atonement, salvation, God, eternal life, and scripture have different meanings between the two of you. We hope to show you in the next episode how the language they use and the gospel they believe is different than the one found in the Bible. 
We hope you feel confident after this episode to say that the LDS believer does not share the same Jesus as the Christian. In next episode, we hope to show how the LDS believer also has a wildly different gospel. We also want to add that um, please look in our show notes, both last episode and this week. There's going to be tons and tons of resources. We're going to try to cite all of our sources for where we got the information on Mormon beliefs. Because like we mentioned in our first episode, oftentimes Mormons don't believe what their church teaches. So you, it is, we'll get into it in our evangelism episode when we do it in the future, but never assume what a Mormon believes, ask them. Just be aware of what the church teaches because you can use it as a tool in evangelism. Um, but that's a different topic for a different day. So do look mm-hmm. in our show notes. There's going to be several videos, uh, articles, terms, Bible verses, um, lots of resources for you. We really do encourage you um, to look into those. We our, our main purpose of making this episode is to stir in you a desire to um, – love your Mormon neighbor to learn about what they believe or what the church teaches and to reach out to them. Mormons are in our backyard. They're in your neighborhood. They're in your homeschool groups. They're, they're everywhere. And you have the opportunity to love them and share the gospel with them and share truth with them. And their religion is very complex. And so understanding it is important um, when communicating with them so that you can clearly speak the language that they understand. So if you will, uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, we are at SheBaptists. We also have a Patreon. If you would consider supporting us on that, we'll link it in the notes. And we're going to end with 2 Corinthians 11.4, which says, For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. That was Paul talking to the Corinthians about putting up with things that were false. And as Christians, we will not, we will not put up with false doctrine, but we will, we will be discerning and we will equip ourselves with the knowledge of truth and the word of God so that we can protect ourselves and evangelize others in the truth. We thank you for joining us again and God bless you guys. We hope you join us next time.